Welcome to another episode of Miyazaki and Me. I'm Kyle. And I'm Shane. And so in this episode, uh, we are jumping ahead in the timeline, uh, and we are reviewing the latest release from Studio Ghibli, and that is Earwig and the Witch. Uh, yeah, this movie came out uh, on HBO Max uh, this past week, I believe on February 3rd. Um, it came out originally, uh, I believe the re- the release date is listed as... Uh, December 30th of 2020. So it's eligible for all of our fine uh, 2021 uh, movie awards. Yep. And it premiered at the uh, Lumiere Film Festival uh, on October 18th in 2020. Exciting. Uh, so, so obviously because of it being such a recent movie, we've got some critical feedback, but we don't really have, especially considering how 2020 went, you know, we don't have a box office to talk about or anything like that. Uh, we, we just have the movie to talk about and yeah. Which is a theme of the, of the year. I mean, there was some some pretty big and talked about animated features that came out in 2020, um, but but not a lot. I mean, there was Onward and Soul. Uh, there was Scoob, which made a big deal just because they recast Shaggy. Um, uh, but yeah, there wasn't there wasn't you know 2020 was 2020. Yep. Uh, so so let's get into the movie itself. Uh, it, it wasn't very good. Like, I'll be honest, like the, the animation style took a lot to get used to. Uh, the story felt like it took a lot of time to get to some places and then it rushed to the, to the finish line. Um, it, yeah, it just, it wasn't. Like, and it doesn't help that, you know, the previous movie we just reviewed was Princess Mononoke. So that's still in my head. And it has a few similarities to Kiki's Delivery Service. So those comparisons do not help it whatsoever. Yeah, um, I mean, they they tried something new. They went. They went full 3D for the first time. Uh, they kind of, you know, kind of ran on the the coattails of the uh, Loop in the Third that just did that as well. And Loop in the Third, I think, got some good credit for that. But I just it the style just doesn't look good to me. I don't like. I don't really like 3D animated films uh, in this in this kind of. The look is jarring to me. Yes. Like everything, like when it's when it's drawn, when it's hand drawn, everything looks good. Uh, and when you go full 3D like this, uh, like, I, I mean, it, it looks like 
the first Toy Story movie, <laughs> um, which when you go back and watch it is a great movie, but none of the people look great, but the toys look awesome, but the people aren't a primary focus. So it, you don't need to see the people all the time. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I noticed very heavily in this movie was the fact that uh, anything liquidy did not look great. Like it, it, and we're we're now referencing two movies that came out in the early '90s. Like it had about the same, you know, structural integrity as like Flubber. Like it was that type of movement was all you got when Bella Yaga is, you know, mixing up this these these elements in this bowl. And it looks like Flubber just going around. Like, it doesn't actually look like anything um, that we're, we're used to. And I know water and liquid is, is always hard to animate, which is honestly why uh, Pixar actually, knowing that was a problem and being Pixar, are like, cool, we're going to do a movie underwater just so we can solve this. And that's when they did Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it, it looks pretty rough. Yeah, it, it's, it's very uh, poly, I don't know, not polygon. That's, that's not the right term for it. The angles, the angles are, are there and they look harsh. They, the, I, the, the hand drawn is, is just, or computer drawn, but but just not 3D, uh, is is just so much cleaner to me. Um, it looks it looks more natural when technically the 3D should, but it looks more natural when when it's when it's uh, yeah. drawn. Yeah, well, and that's like we we get into you know obviously the uncanny valley, you know, discussions with 3D animation as well. Of like, you know, a 2D animated thing can look a certain way and then a 3D like just starts to move into that at Uncanny Valley where, you know, we're a little more critical about it. So this this movie is also a little unique by the fact that it's it's a movie from a book that I believe is from, I want to say, Ireland. Yeah, it, it's a book from uh, the original author is uh, Diane Wynne Jones. Oh, it's from the UK. Yep. Yeah, it, and, it very uh, it very much felt like it was from the UK. So it, it's it's unique in the sense that it is a it is a Japanese uh, film about uh, about British people, um, which is kind of interesting to see how the people act in that in that sense because uh i think that they did a good job of of uh like getting the culture but also knowing british people it almost feels like there is too much love in the orphanage at the beginning yeah <laughs> um, yeah it's like oh you 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 actually talk about and and you know, say that you're affectionate to one another. No, no, we don't do that. That's silly. Yep. <laughs> uh, the uh, the movie is paced oddly. Um, it felt long 
for the first half of the movie. Like when she's when she's in the orphanage and then when she gets first gets adopted, like it, it felt like it was taking a while yeah. uh, to get to the, the actual plot. Um, and then when she is uh, uh, with the Mandrake and the wit and, and, and Bella Yaga, uh, she is, she then takes a long time to come up with a plan. So that also felt like it was, it was taking a while to, to, really get anywhere and then the relationships as you said before suddenly just warp speed into the 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 finite end of like they do a time skip <laughs> at the end where yeah the manager and they jump to uh her like having them in the palm of her hand again and then her mom comes home and that's the end of the it's it's just the the movie doesn't flow any way like it should like it felt like the first episode of a tv show where maybe it's about to get interesting and then it ends and then but it you never got to the interesting part yeah well and and what i had heard initially about this was it was going to be a series um and i think this would have actually worked fairly well as like a six episode mini series you know giving you know a little time, a little more time in the orphanage, you know, getting to develop those characters a little bit more, but yeah, we get, we get 82 minutes and that's it. And I, and I feel like, maybe I don't know if this was an interesting enough story for it to fit as a, as a six episode miniseries. Like they do have some characters that they could do. Like the Mandrake is really cool. Although he just seems like, you know, a, not a great guy. Uh, really, he seems like an abusive husband <laughs> yeah. throughout the whole thing. Um, uh, and I don't know. There's it. Th- there's there's just something off about this film, and it's unfortunate. It's the it, it might be. Uh, yeah, it might be my least favorite. Thing that we've watched oh yeah but oh for for me yes because i mean even though it it just felt incomplete um was yeah. was the biggest problem for me whereas at least with um with like uh you know castle of cagliostro even though i think both of us rated it the lowest in our first half that was a complete story and a complete film, whereas this, yeah, just just feels lacking. It felt like we watched a really long Flash video. Yeah, I can like, see that. It, 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 yeah, like somebody somebody on the internet like uploaded this to YouTube or something, um, and I would have believed that this was just somebody. That, like, some random dude that did this and not not studio ghibli outside of in the credits when tv and she is watching hell's moving castle there is nothing about this movie that says studio ghibli like the the heart isn't even really there because the uh the the young girl lead character isn't truly someone that you really want to root for like she's fine but she's not necessarily like a good kid like she's no, uh, like, like her goal is to forget everyone to do what she wants. 
Yeah, yeah. Like we 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 get this realization about uh, three fourths of the way through the movie that that Earwig or Erica or whatever, um, like is going through her past, and it's like, oh, the Mandrake just makes everybody do everything that she that he wants and, and doesn't consider anyone else's feelings, and then she slowly realizes, like, oh, that's how I was at the orphanage. I was just trying to control everyone and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she comes to this realization and I'm thinking, it's like, oh, she finally realizes she's kind of awful. And then the next scene, she's like, well, I'm going to take over this place instead. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) She's like, I need to manipulate the Mandrake so that he can manipulate everybody else so that I can be back in charge. Yeah, and they and they hint towards uh towards the end too that the Mandrake might be her dad, um just with the scene where her mom like goes to kiss the Mandrake in a car, um yeah. So like that also ties them together in the sense that he just makes everyone do what he wants and she does the same thing. Uh, it's almost like oh, it's like father like daughter. Um, yep. there's no lesson learned. There's no, I don't know. It, it's just. I, I wish there was just more substance to the movie and cause, cause the visuals are a thing that I can get past. Like, you know, it, it's, it's jarring at first and then you get used to it and then you're just watching, watching this film. Um, it might not be my, my bag, but it's, it's something that I can, I can get past, but there was just no real substance to the film. Like I thought at one point that the demons were going to be, uh, be a bigger part of it and they weren't. Um, I thought it, I thought maybe uh, like she was going to try to escape with Thomas the cat and, and like there'd be an interesting story there, but you know, that it was like Thomas might've been the best part of it, but not really. Yeah. Um, Like her relationship with the cat might've been, but yeah. Like yeah. even that though, well, she, that... she kind of showed that she was trying to push him to do what she wanted by him. Yeah. Uh, the name of the, of the boy that she, forced to do everything she wanted yep yeah and that's um yeah the like the the fact that thomas is there you know at all and even the look of bella yaga's um little uh workshop is a similar look to kiki's mother's workshop um at the beginning of kiki's delivery service and I kept coming back to that and it's like, oh, this is not a good comparison for you. Like, this is not great, no. you know, um, comparing it to, Kiki you know, being my one, a one B, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. That yeah it, it's like comparing it's it to, to one of the best studio Ghibli movies. It's like, oh, that's not great. Um, uh, but I guess we, we can, enough with the negativity like what what are some things that you actually one one more real quick sorry sorry i I just uh my my i guess when it comes down to it for the story for me it's that they kept moving the the line of what i thought they were going to do like at first i was like oh she gets adopted and she talks about running away so her whole thing's going to be that she's going to try that that she's going to try to escape these people that are being bad to her uh, that's not what's happening. And then I'm just like, oh, so she's doing this. She's she's going to learn how to be a witch and she's going to 
do some witch stuff and that's going to be and that's not really what ends up happening and then it's just like and then uh she seems to get the mandrake sort of on her side and at that point i'm just like oh so her and the mandrake are going to team up and then it's going to be a thing where the the witch uh, or Beliaga gets gets like sort of back to her, but no, that's when you get the time jump to the future, and everyone's yeah. just kind of doing her thing, and it's just like they kept moving the line of what might be an interesting story, and then just went with the the easiest solution for all of them to really give it no. St- that's just that's just my final final negative negativity yeah. there. Um. So yeah. So of the of the things. Um. That positively, we can say, Um, even though (laughs) this is almost a backhanded compliment of like, all right, even though it was overused, I did like the the theme song that we kept, you know, and and the flashes back to the theme song of the fact that it was, you know, this band and whatever. Um, I, I did like that song a lot. Yeah, um, and and I did, like... I, and I did while we were watching it. I cracked the joke of a uh, of a uh, here and here, well, here's our same song again. We have yep. just the one. Yeah, um, <laughs> sorry. Continue. And and so like I I looked up um and you know that song. Uh, well the the composer for this movie who I think did a a fantastic job, um, and that is a uh, Satoshi Takiaba. Uh, who is actually uh, Go- we? Oh, we we forgot to mention this. This film is directed by Goro Miyazaki, uh, and it looks like uh, Satoshi Takiaba is almost starting to be, you know, Goro Miyazaki's uh, Joe Izayashi, um, because he did up up from Poppy Hill, and now this film with them, so. So it'll be interesting uh, to see what they do in the future, because uh, Up on Poppy Hill being a movie that I have not seen yet, but I've heard very good. Things. So I'm excited to see that now. Yeah. So so like the the music, you know, was 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 really interesting. Um, I liked the like 70s. You know, I I I put one joke in my notes of like. Oh, cool! So the the Mandrake is the uh, the organ player from the Doors, um, because <laughs> yeah. that that just is what he felt like. Like he, you know, was you know this you know organist pianist for you know this seven sixties seventies you know rock band, and you know I I love that style of music. So it was interesting to find that. Um, and, and, and move forward with it. So yeah, like I really liked the music. The, and like I said with, with earlier, what I, when I said in Toy Story that the people didn't look great, but the toys did same thing with this, like items and, uh, and the demons and the creatures all look really cool in this. It's just when you do people in the 3d animation, that's when I get completely thrown off. But, but like there's a lot of the background and everything that, that looks realistic and cool and, and just generally like pleasant to look at, which is what was helpful to um, helpful in watching it uh, that I could actually like see some of the background stuff. That was, that was nice. 
Um, well, and then, uh, yeah, and, and speaking of, like, the, the minor characters being, you know, interestingly, uh, you know, shown was uh, the fact that... So, so for once, because of our release schedule, uh, we, instead of watching it separately, uh, we actually had to watch it together uh, because it was the only time either of us could watch it. Uh, and normally we don't do that. Normally we watch it at separate times so that we can keep our opinions to ourselves. Uh, but, uh, it, it was interesting just the, and it partially was because the movie wasn't fantastic, but it was so dead silent, um, as we were watching it. Cause we were both like trying to not give away too much, much and also not enjoying the movie that much. Uh, but <laughs> The one time that both of us cracked up a little bit was as as uh, Earwig does the worms into the mandrakes, and then all these demons start coming out, and you get this one like demon that was like a little chick. Um, it had a had like the, on its head had the eggshell on its head and is marching and it's got the little chicken legs and it's like boop 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 boop. And does the like little spin, and it's like both of us are like, ah, that was good. <laughs> yep. Um, what what were the worms supposed to do? I don't Did know. Like, were that? they were they supposed to be like inside her, like like dog worms? You know, like the worms that get dog that get that gets get dog sick. Like, was that supposed to be? what it was supposed yeah, to be like wasn't sure on this like it was just the they they it was they kept threatening to give give them worms and it's just like yeah like gross i guess like they're just kind of there yeah well yeah that that was really interesting and it's like okay so were they supposed to attack and then because you know we had this one scene of of thomas and earwig doing the you know, spell to uh, repel all magic, you know, which, like, if that is a spell, like, how come everyone, witch-wise, doesn't do that? Um, because clearly a, a person, like, a witch who doesn't know anything yet and is just going off this, you know, guide was able to do it, so why can't everybody? Hey, don't poke holes. <laughs> um, but you know. Uh so so we get that and uh I realize like I do kind of like the, the fact that the uh one of the main characters is named Bella Yaga because clearly that's a a nod to the like European Baba folklore Yaga. of Baba Yaga. You know, a Russian folklore, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. It is yeah. Eastern European, I believe. Yep. Um, and it's like, okay, that's 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 funny, especially for a kids thing, like a little nod to this, you know, infamous witch, but not be that witch. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, yeah, d direction yeah, I... direction wise, it was it was interesting. And then, what were you gonna say, Shane? 
I'll, I'll let you continue. I, I was just going to say, I, I don't really have a lot to add on this. Like, I, I feel bad for the for people listening to this one because there's just I, I don't know if there's there's much to really really I don't know it was just so jarring I just I, I wasn't expecting much going in and you don't get much uh, I did I'm I'm glad I wrote this down on my notes because it was it was one that um, as as Bella Yaga and the Mandrake are are going to the orphanage uh, the the madam or, or whatever they call her or yeah I think it was madam of the of the of the orphanage lines up all the kids and is telling Bella Yaga and the Mandrake about a little bit about each of them and they clearly imply that the one kid burnt his family's house down uh yeah no they they for sure they're like and it we don't know who and his his parents mysterious died, circumstances his parents died under mysterious circumstances in a fire and he was outside what are are you playing with matches i yeah. mean not matches um also it it is it was interesting uh i i thought and i even wrote this on on my notes because i didn't know I assumed the mother would show up eventually, but I wasn't positive and I figured that was going to be a very, very end thing. And because of how, like you said, abusive uh, the Mandrake and Bella Yaga were at first, I was like, is is the like young girl from the orphanage... like not the not the matron, but like the other like her assistant? Was she going to, you know, adopt Earwig? You know? And, like, that that was what I was thinking early on. I was like, oh, this would be a, a nice little story. But I probably got, like, Matilda or some other children. Yeah, that, that has movie. very, very Matilda vibes right there. Yeah. And, um, like, that, might, that I mean, might be what I was thinking, so. Probably would have been a better story. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I guess in like this is gonna be a, a quicker episode in, in summation for me. Um, I, I I would get kids might enjoy this. There's a lot of animated uh, stuff out there now that that does this style of animation, um, and it's it's a very simplistic story. So for like younger younger kids might might find this enjoyable just for the for the visuals. Uh, uh, someone that might need to not need to pay a lot of attention to the story might like yeah maybe not anyone over over eight or nine. Um, oh, like but be, uh, be, because this is on HBO Max, I would not be surprised if you know this is like a little kids. Um, I remember my nieces when they were younger, uh, they would wa- rewatch and watch and watch and rewatch like. The Lion King and and some other stuff that I'd show them, just because they'd get it done with it and be like, "Can we watch it again?" It's like we just finished it. Why? Which is, of course, because I'm a great uncle. Um, I I decide it's like, no, I'm gonna show you Batman the animated series, and then you have four seasons of these to rewatch. 
so we don't get sick of them. Um, but it, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets a lot of views on HBO Max because little kids want to rewatch it again and rewatch it again. Yeah. Yeah, it, it and it, like I said, with other things having the same style, it reminds me of like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Roly Poly Oli and, and and a few others that are that are just this 3D style animation that that you know there clarity out there. Um, uh, like it, it's hard for me to actually compare it to what Pixar is doing because it just feels crisp than the Pixar. Yeah. Uh, than a lot of the Pixar stuff. Uh, and, and it's closer to like the stuff you would see on TV shows of 3D anime. Yeah, well, and I and I think part of it, even though we we had a little bit lower expectations going in, um, because we'd heard a few things here and there, and it's like, okay, let's see how this is gonna be. You know, even the trailer to to both of us is like didn't look fantastic, so. We're just thinking like, okay, you know, we're going to go in, we, we're going to review this, you know, we're going to see how it is, but, you know, we weren't thinking much, but I think, yeah, if it was more pitched as like a children's show, even if it was shorter, I think our, our expectations would have been dampened a little more, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I... I... That, that's all I've got for thoughts. Yeah. Um, the, the only other thing I've got on my notes is just like, why do you cast Richard E. Grant and then manipulate his voice like super, super deep um, so that you can't even really tell that it's Richard E. Grant? Yeah, that that an odd thing because and and. Mm. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering if maybe he wasn't the Mandrake and he was playing a different character that hadn't shown up yet at part yeah. part way through the movie, and then I I realized no, he's he's just the Mandrake. Yep. But um, I mean, like we said, we can't highly recommend this, obviously. Um, you know, but there's a lot of talented people, you know, in this. You know, Dan Stevens and his voice actor. Her actor on on Downton Abbey, um, you know Vanessa Marshall, who's a voice actress who always does an amazing job, uh, was was Bella Yaga, and yeah, I, I don't know if like they just tried to rush things and they didn't give them as much direction, um, but yeah, I, I just think they started from a from a too simplistic of a story and tried to stretch it into something a little more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next time we are watching uh, 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 the ne- my neighbor next, Yamada. Ne- yeah, next the- time we're ne- next time it's another movie that neither of us have seen. Uh, but at least we're pretty sure it's better uh, than what we just watched. And yeah, we, uh, <laughs> uh, we neighbors Yamada um, is next. Um, and then we get to Spirited Away right after that. Um, so, so it's the powerhouse ones next. Next, yeah. next up. Yeah. Well, uh, so we go through a stretch here though, where it goes. We go Goro uh, with this movie, and then uh, we're going to uh, uh, Takahata, Takahata, and then we go to Hayo again. 
after Spirited Away, I believe, is Cat Return. Oh right? yeah, Cat Returns, which which is a and which then, is to us a new which is, to us it's a new director. Um. So that will be. I don't have good. the list in front of me though, so I might have been wrong on that. Uh no, you're you're correct. Um yeah, it is uh Hir- Hiroki M- Morito, um, who directed the Cat Returns and then Howl's Moving Castle, and then and then we are back to Goro with Tales from Earthsea. This first one, which I I find I think that'll be an interesting one because I remember enjoying that movie and I, apparently a lot of people didn't, so yeah, I'm excited to watch it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow me, uh, on all like social media stuff, uh, at knocked out films, uh, follow this podcast on anchor and it should be all good to go still on our Apple podcast feed. That one is correct. Um, we may have lost stitcher and Google play. Uh, but uh, we are also now on Spotify, so that makes up for it. Uh, yeah, and then I've got uh, – I don't really have anything for you to follow me on, but uh, I'm on Anchor and the same kind of thing. It's the uh, – uh, one is character work. Uh, we're doing the five-star movies right now in, in, for character work. We're going to get back to the characters later on, but uh, search for us under character work. And then uh, the other one is the anime Niacs. Uh which I found there might be a couple of them out there called the Animania. Uh, we're going to be the one that has a Gundam as our photo. So look for the Gundam. Yep. Um, and yeah, and I, I can attest because I'm a listener of all of those. Um, I might have an announcement on a new podcast of my own uh, coming soon. We are working out some details on that. Uh, but yeah, follow me on the stuff to, uh, to find that one out. Uh, it'll probably be announced sometime after this episode drops. Till then, be good to each other.